three, two, one, and yeah. welcome back. Welcome. Hold on, back. restart that. I actually oh. spoke over you there. <laughs> <laughs> I might keep that in. That's funny. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Laux. And it's been a little bit. How's your summer going? What's up? Oh, you know, it's been hot. It's been this and that. Um, one of the driest summers I can imagine, but a lot going on. Our lives have been a little bit crazy with, with everything going on. So it's nice to nice to get back. But um, it's been wild. It's been some, some interesting times over here in, in the hood. Um, what about you? Um, well, let's see. Um, I finally, this last week was like, it's like the slowest week I've had all year. I was so glad to have some time to like chill. And this, this week is looking like the same. I have so much to catch up on. And like next week I'm hosting a music festival, uh, called Paradiso at Brick and Barrel on Sunday, the 31st of July. So if anyone wants to come out, come on out, it's free. Um, but I have so much work to do for that. I I've done like nothing, but I have. My, my summer has been relatively, you know, normal, but I would like to go on a long rant about airlines. Yes. You ready for this? Yes, let's do it. Because I probably just had one of the craziest experiences of okay. my life. Um, so I went down, to, I had to go down to Dallas for mm-hmm. a wedding. And, um, the, you know, the wedding was great. It was a good time. Um, Dallas is a fun city. It was, mm-hmm. um, I think it was 106 degrees the entire oh, time wow. I was there. And even people in Dallas, because I just thought that was Texas, but apparently that's like, yeah, that's not a thing that happens often. They were like, um, yeah, this temperature is too hot. Yeah, even they were like, yo, this is not normal. So don't think this is Texas. <laughs> but anyways, I would like to address the airlines and oh, the situation please. of actually flying, because that was one of the, it was one of the most chaotic things in my entire life. Oh, God. So, um. I don't even, should I even say the airline or screw it? it was uh, you know what? I think, yeah, I was going to say these days, I don't put care. them on blast. Yeah. Well, it actually worked in my favor that way. So um, flying, I have two kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was going to be the nightmare part of it. You know, them on the plane and, and everything, but yeah. Kids crying, um, kids yelling, yeah, people looking at you, judging your parenting skills. Yeah. Well, it's, about it's you. It just from Cleveland to Dallas is two and a half hour airtime. Yeah. And um, hold on one second. Um, so two and a half hour airtime, and my kids slept the entire time. It was oh, great. love Fantastic. that. Love so they that, were fine. Yeah. They literally just went boop. Like even the baby just slept. Didn't care. It was a little bit turbulent. Um, and they didn't, didn't care. But anyways, we, we get to, so, uh, to Dallas um, and, um, you know, the flight there was fine. Um, so we get there and they're on the plane after we land, they're like, okay, your baggage is in, uh, a 19. Mm-hmm. Cool. We start, we get off the plane and all of a sudden our, that we have the American Airlines app. It says, no, your luggage is at C21. Uh, like, I'm like, okay. Okay. And by, by the way, DFW was a massive airport. Oh yeah. Just Cause it's Dallas Fort Worth. So it's like two cities. One yeah. Airport. yeah. So it's huge. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, we're going to bop over to C21 now. So everyone like from the plane was like ready to go to A19. And then there's like leaders on the plane, like, no, guys, let's go to C21. So <laughs> the entire plane of people just like, just like walking down to C21. The entire plane gets to C21. We're sitting there waiting and nothing. They're like, oh, my bad. Your stuff's at C25. What? So, <laughs> so then we have to go to C25 what? to get our to get our luggage. And by the time the, the entire plane had gotten there, mm-hmm. nobody had gotten their stuff because it had we had taken so long you know, to get there. 
Mm. And so they put everyone's luggage in storage. And so like, well, if you don't have your tag, you can't pick up your bag. So we had to literally just fight with them. Like, I see my stuff. It's right there. Can I just pick it up? Like, well, we don't know it's yours. Mm -hmm. And so we had to fight through that. Eventually we get that all figured out. Then by the way, this is the easiest part of the trip. Easiest. (laughs) We we took shortly after this, we took my daughter to uh, Puppet Pig World down there in Dallas. Wait, they have a Peppa Pig world? Yeah, it's in a mall. It was really weird, but oh. it was fun. But oh. my wife and I joked that that was, that was the highlight of the trip. Everything else just sunk. Like, the highlight of our of our trip was literally Peppa Pig world, and we did that in the first, like, two hours we were there. And then the, the entire thing just went downhill out of that. Because um, I'll just, this, what I'm going to tell you next, the next part of this, mm-hmm. this, this is a whole other episode. We'll do this later. I'll go into this. <laughs> this is another so we get to the, we had a VRBO, rented okay. a house. That was a great idea. It wasn't um, because we get to this house and it was like, it, this house like borderline should have been condemned. Like outlets were hanging <gasps> oh, out of the no. wall. They had removed the smoke detectors. There what? Al- you can't was, do that. There was open alcohol sitting out on the counters. The cabinets, no. were, the cabinets were ripped out and broken. Oh my God. It what was terrible. In the, what so, in the world? So long story short, again, this, the fight of this, just, it's a whole Yep. Other thing I'll explain later. We'll leave that for later. Um, so for the first 48 hours, we were literally homeless in Dallas. And so at one point it was like 1030 at night mm-hmm. and it was like a hundred degrees and we had, you know, crying kids in the car. We had no place to go. We had no hotel or anything. It's like, all right. Cause VRBO was like, we'll relied you. But then by the time we got through them, like, Oh, it's too late in the day. We don't do that no more. It's like, okay. And so like, sorry, you got to find a place on your own. And oh so it was like 1030 and we're like, we're sitting in a subway parking lot, you know, in the burning mm-hmm. heat. It's like, okay, we got to find some place to go, I guess. And so we, we find a hotel the next morning. They said, they're going to do it again. So we check out of there. We're like, sorry, we can't do it. So now we're homeless again, mm-hmm. middle of the day in Dallas. So we said, screw it. Went to a couple of museums and we'll figure that the hotel out later. We mm-hmm. did. We found a hotel that was, uh, we just finished the rest of our trip. Again, I'll talk about all that craziness later. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the trip was, it was fine. Um, it was, uh, it was just hot. The, the, I didn't realize how humid mm-hmm. Dallas got, like unbelievably humid. Um, so on the way back, you know, we we had, it was difficult to get everything through the, first of all, the TSA, I don't, like I get their job is important, but holy shit, man, they got to be better at what they do because the, uh, when I was trying to help my wife, cause basically they bake, you get like, have to get butt naked to go through the, you know, TSA mm-hmm. and with kids, it's nightmarish. Cause you've got to take all of their strollers apart and fold them and do this and do yeah. that. And Oh, by the way, on the bus to the, to the rental car station in Dallas, mm-hmm. we had my newborn in a car seat, you know, cars for safety or whatever. Like, no, you got to take them out. Like you take the kid out of the safety seat on a bus ride. So whatever. So on the, it was just when we were getting through TSA to go to Dallas, mm-hmm. the guy, my wife was struggling with the kids. I'm trying to help. He goes, are you with her? He's like, yeah. He goes, well, go help her. I'm like, okay. He goes, no, move, move, move. I'm like, okay, I'm going to move. He goes, well, go help her. I'm like, bro, what do you want me to do? Oh my God. Like you literally telling me two different, do you want me to go help? Or he goes, well, there's people online. I'm like, I know I'm going to help her. He's like, well, you got to move. I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Oh my God. Like, it's what that kind of, it's like some of these people who work in certain industries, I think like, like TSA, DMV, they work there because they want to shit on people. I'm sorry. Like, right. I don't think every employee at TSA or the DMV 
like I think there's some people who like like their jobs or yeah. you know it realize I do an important civic duty, but I think there are people who enjoy the power trips they give people uh-huh. in TSA mm-hmm. and at the DMV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it gets better. So we had figured out, you know, what worked, what didn't work, mm-hmm. and how to adjust. Oh. Now I got the crying kid. Um, <laughs> you know, on the way there, he'll be fine. And so um we're like, okay, we're going to streamline. We like, we learned from our mistakes, like mm-hmm. how to pack things, how to hold things. We're like, okay, uh, we're going to be good. So we get through TSA. I, we had packed things correctly and everything. So I fly mm-hmm. through, you know, in laws fly through. We're all good. Katie gets through and she has Everett on her chest, you know, that little yeah. carrier strap thing, mm-hmm. which is fine. They were, they were allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you go through the metal detectors. It's no big deal. But all of a sudden they go up to Katie and they're like, yeah, so you're testing positive for bomb residue. So we got to take the kids. And so they literally just take the baby. They're like, bye, take the baby and like walk away. And Katie's like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, you got to go through another, uh, through a deeper search. We got to take your kid. So they just take the baby away. They're like, bye, say goodbye to the baby. And they just take the baby. And Katie's like, and um, so Katie, like I start getting annoyed. I was like, guys, and they're like, well, we got to go through all of your bags too. What have you touched? And Katie's like, everything? Like these are, this is my stuff. Like, well, we got to look at all of it. Oh my god! And so, but there's there's a really funny kick at the end. So they start digging through just everything, and Katie's crying because they took the baby away. Yeah, no, that's traumatic. And, Absolutely. And Katie and and Katie's talking to one TSA agent, mm-hmm. and she wasn't even being a jerk. Katie, uh, Katie's like, I want to ask this agent something, but she's on. They're like, the lady's just on her cell phone for whatever reason. <laughs> she's Katie's like, like Belinda, yeah. you will she's not like, believe. <laughs> yeah, the lady who hold on once. So, um. Yeah, this lady was like, you know, so what am I, my cell phone, you know, all this, mm-hmm. this crazy stuff. And um, they like didn't even tell us how long like the search was going to be or what mm-hmm. was involved. They're just like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And so um, eventually that took about like 40 some minutes to, to, to figure out. And so whatever, we were mad about that. And first of all, the TSA, like you're, if you're just on a power trip, like you should not be yeah, doing that job. I agree. <laughs> so we get through that and our tickets say our gates gates are d20 mm-hmm. we head over to d20 nope now it's c21 so like okay so we got to get all of our stuff onto this train after already pissed go to mm-hmm. c21 get to there nope now it's c2 so we have to go to c2 oh, and then like nope now it's c16 so we have oh, to go c16 so at the gate we did that thing where we check you know you check your strollers at the gate mm-hmm. And so we went to, to the physical gates. Not like we like mm-hmm. did it when we check and we went to the gate, gave it to the gate agent. Like, here's our stuff, you know, mm-hmm. gate check, whatever. Cool. We fly to Cleveland and I've never had a pilot do this ever in my life. So we get to Cleveland and there's like clear thunderstorms, bad thunderstorms. Yeah. And the other planes are just circling the airport, just waiting for it to pass. And then they land. Our pilot's like, no, nah, I'm good. He gets on <laughs> The, the intercom and he goes yeah i'm not even gonna lie to you people this one's gonna be pretty rough <laughs> like, Whoa. He, basically, he literally in short terms he goes i'm gonna try to land in this really bad storm so buckle up and brace <laughs> like that's literally what the pilot came over and said oh we're all like God. bro should you be trying this like you know? should you be telling us like should this you- should you be this honest with us yeah but he literally told us he goes yeah this is gonna be rough i'm like okay so we go through the storm this thunderstorm mm-hmm. And it's just black, black. Clouds. Oh my god! I'd and be we're freaking like freaking out a little bit. I'm not gonna. And lie. we're like bouncing around pretty good. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if we should be doing this. Um, long story short, 
he lands it fine. Everything's mm-hmm. cool. So we land and um, we're getting off the plane. And the pilot comes over again as like half the plane. We're toward the back. Half the plane yeah. had already gotten off the plane at this point. And the pilot comes over. He goes, so he goes, this has never happened before. So I don't really know what to do. He goes, Ooh. but the airport closed the ramp between the plane and the terminal. He goes, so I guess we're stuck here. <laughs> like, like the pilot was confused. He goes, I don't know. He goes, I've never seen them close a ramp from the plane. To the-. He goes, I guess we can't get off. So I'll update you when what? we can. And so um, like three minutes later, four minutes later, the pilot gets on and he goes, apparently they cleared, they cleared the, the ramp, but not for long. So better run off the plane now. Oh <laughs> like, totally my serious. God. Go, go. go. <laughs> and so like this is the pilot. They cleared it for like five minutes. Everyone yeah. go. Oh well, my God. the pilot, because they said they were afraid of lightning. So, but the pilot came over and goes, apparently it's open. Run. Just get off the freaking plane. Oh goes, I don't know if they're going to close it. So Katie and I are struggling, struggling, struggling. He eventually sees us, you know, with struggling with these kids. And he's like, do you need help with this? I was like, yeah, kind of. He just scoops up my daughter and her bag and like takes her off the plane. And he turns over and he goes, I'm really not supposed to leave the plane. So you didn't see me do this. I was like, oh my God. I was, I was like, I saw nothing. And so, um, so um, it was all good and everything. So, but then the, the gate agent who was then there, mm-hmm. he goes, so apparently the, the baggage claim or the, the, the people who unload the baggage in Cleveland just don't want to go out in the rain. And it was like just mildly sprinkling at this point. Yeah. He goes, so they just closed the, the baggage, you know, the baggage workers mm-hmm. like inside and cause they wouldn't unload the plane. Oh my and God. he even told me, he goes, I've been a gate agent for 15 years. He goes, I've never seen them do this. He goes, I don't know who makes the call. I don't know why they made this call. He goes, I've never seen them just be like, nah, we don't feel like unloading the plane. Hmm. We're going to take a five. We're going to take a 10. He's he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I've never seen you. Just go down the bag. This is like another horror story. This is why I don't check bags. I do not check bags. We had gate gate checked our stuff. So usually when you do that, it comes back up to the gate, you know, strollers and stuff. He told us, he goes, I'm going to radio down to the baggage people and tell them just send every single thing to baggage claim. You don't have to wait by the plane. Just go down to the baggage. I'll tell them to do that. I was like, cool no problem so he does so we go down there and sure enough our bag shows up but not the strollers and car seat mm-hmm. car seat remember that yeah so very important we, we have now waited for we're home we're in cleveland we're back home but we're waiting mm-hmm. we're delayed at baggage for an hour for the stuff they didn't unload it for another hour so eventually we get our bag an hour later car seats and stroller nothing nothing shows up i'm like in my head i'm like I bet the message didn't get through. It's back up at the gate, but we can't yeah. get back up there. So I'm like, whatever. I'm going to go to the American Airlines baggage thing mm-hmm. and have them just be like, hey, send it down. Sure, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go and they're like, um, uh, it says on our computer we unloaded it in LaGuardia. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, we had a flight from Dallas to Cleveland. How did you unload our stuff in LaGuardia? How, like, oh, how did it get to God. New York City? So the gate agent at C16, where we were going, she put our stuff on gate C15, which is going into New York. She oh put it on my God. So she, her job was literally to take our strollers, turn around and set go them by into C16. the plane. She somehow turned around, walked over to the next gate and put them at C15. <laughs> and so, Oh my um, God, Paul, I'm like, exhausted. This gets, is like insane. Continuing. Not oh over my yet. God. So I was like, okay. 
Well, I had to call my parents to help yeah. me out because they're like, it's a car seat. Like, can't get my kids home. Yeah. So they're like, don't worry. We know where it's at. We like, it's not like it's missing. We we know where it's at. We just gotta get it to you. I'm like, okay. it's they're in like, don't New worry. York. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like we'll have it. To, there's like, she's there's plenty of flights from New York to here. We'll have it to you by tomorrow, like at your house. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Get to uh, get to. Eventually, does show up on my front porch with a stroller. Half of it's just missing. It's gone. Oh my god. And so. I call them and I, the customer service is like, you sent my stroller back, but half of it's missing. And they're like, okay, you got to go up to the airport for reimbursement. Mm-hmm. And they have to actually physically see the damage. And I think they were banking on me not doing that. They're like, whatever, call it away. But my petty ass, I was like, I'm going up there. Fine, I'll go up there. So I go up there with my half of my stroller. I was like, guys, you sent this back, but half it's missing. And they told me to come up here for the reimbursement. And they're like, mm-hmm. um, we don't do reimbursements here. Like we don't we don't know why they sent you here. Oh my I'm like, god! Because you did, and so they're like, "Well, let me." And the lady at the the baggage lady was like, "Really?" She was legitimately confused. She goes, "I don't know why they would do that." Like I'm not even. She tried to. Help it almost feels like they're just trying to pass the buck to someone. Yeah. They're like, like uh... yeah, the baggage lady was actually super helpful. She was confused and like angry for me. She goes, "I don't know why they would do that to you." Yeah. She goes, she goes "Let me call." She goes, "Maybe they'll talk to me differently because I'm an agent there." And so she called the company that handles this. They have an outside company. She goes, let me just call them and maybe they'll speak differently once an American Airlines agent. Like, cool. So she puts it on speaker and I don't think this person knew this. Mm -hmm. And she goes, yeah, this is the agent from Cleveland, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tells the story, you know, they want Mm -hmm. to be reimbursed for their missing stroller. And the lady on the other side. Look at them wanting to be reimbursed for their missing stroller. And and the lady on the other side is like, I don't know, tough luck, I guess. (gasps) Like, Like, we don't do that. Tough luck. Wow. And so the lady oh like hands up the speakerphone real quick because I heard that when she's like, I don't know, tough luck. And so apparently it comes out that American Airlines and doesn't reimburse or fix strollers or wheelchairs. They can just break your wheelchair and be like, Really? Sorry. Yeah, they don't mess with anything that has human occupants. So there's actually stories online of people like getting their stuff like wheelchairs broken and they're mm-hmm. like, Wish you could walk. <laughs> And have so, fun, you know. Get so anyways, home. my petty ass then went nuts and I put it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I did, I tagged them and everything. And I had like no likes or anything on this. Yeah. But they called me like an hour later and like, let us know how much we'll reimburse you. Oh so, my then God. I got so long story short, that was my experience from getting home. But there you go. Wow. I mean, that's like a whole like... I mean, like, it's like every little thing that could ever possibly go wrong in the airport in one story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, it was, it was, that's it was lit, and it's, it was just, it just amazes me that they, like, so many so just things. Little, yeah. And it was almost like, okay, I could have, you know, been, if, if it didn't work out and I didn't get the money mm-hmm. for the stroller, it would, it would have been annoying, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I got mad for like other people, especially like the, when they're like, yeah, we don't fix wheelchairs. It's like, like they just cattle you through these things. anymore. Yeah. Man. it's, it's pretty rough. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, but you know, I'm still shocked that we even landed in the first place. To be honest. Yeah. That was, <laughs> At least you got home. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, it honestly wasn't that bad. It was just, it was pretty bumpy, but mm. um, I, does, does flying scare you at all? Um, not really. Well, I will say when I had a mask on and I did a flight, um, recently it, mm-hmm. I like it was hyperventilating a little bit and I don't mm-hmm. think it was cause like the mask was like blocking. It just was like being like so tight and close, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, like I drove to North Carolina 
earlier this year. I'm driving to Toronto and Chicago later this year. Uh, I do realize you can't drive everywhere, but like, I'm not trying to get on a flight anytime soon. You know, I, I'm not really afraid. Flying freaks me out a little bit. Like okay. turbulence. I'm like, mm. but for the most part, I'm okay. When we took off from Dallas, it seemed like the plane was struggling a little bit to get up there. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of like, he could feel it, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. Only time I've ever really, really, really been scared on a flight is the time where I was flying to Phoenix and we had like a little bit of turbulence, like nothing mm-hmm. like that would in my mind spark anything, you know, mm-hmm. just a little bit of bounce around until the pilot comes over the thing. He goes, yeah, as you can tell, we're going to have, we're in a little bit of turbulence right now. So I'm going to turn in the, turn on the, the belt sign. He goes, I can't really figure out why we're bouncing around though. So whatever, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Bye. I was like, sorry that this plane is bouncing around. (laughs) But like, and everyone around me was like, should he have just told us that? He goes, yeah, I can't figure out what's going on. (laughs) Imagine if your pilot was like, yeah, you know, I don't know why things are happening when we're, you know, a couple miles in the air, but we're just going to have fun with it. We're going to just roll with it. I had a, I have a friend actually who is a commercial pilot and one of his first times, um, he was obviously the pilot pilot. He's like one of the, you know, reserve pilots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to give him training, they threw through a pretty bad storm. And um, it knocked when he did, it was like one of his first times doing it, like yeah. controlling, controlling. And this storm knocked out the uh, autopilot. <gasps> and so basically he had to free to, and he, he, he was telling me, he goes, I was scared shitless. He goes, I was white knuckling this plane through this storm. And he goes, then he eventually got through it fine, obviously, mm-hmm. and landed everything. And the passengers were walking off, like, yeah, not knowing. It's like he was who was flying the plane was like scared to like death as he's like, yeah, like racing through the storm. I'm like, Ooh, I wonder how many times that's happened. Mm-hmm. So, wait, so is this all that was this the whole story of your trip, or is there a whole nother section? Now of your there's trip. a whole, a whole <gasps> other. Oh my gosh, Paul! Other. I think we have to do a part two. So this is uh, mm-hmm. homeless in Dallas, part this, one. Is that what that we're was? Just, that, was that was just the bookends. <laughs> I'm just telling you the bookends. The whole middle part, a whole nother thing. So I'll tell you that next. Time. I cannot wait. And uh, yeah, stay tuned, everyone, for that. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Peace out. Later. Later.